Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Um, well, bless the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we're just so thankful to be in your presence. Lord, we're so thankful that we live in this season. Father, as we look about us in the conditions of the world today, we can allow fear, allow concerns and anxieties to become our focus, to begin to guide us, to begin to affect our decisions and our life's pursuits. But Father, you said for us not to fear because all of these things are a part of your plan and you've called each and every one of us to be a part of that plan in this day and this age for us not to fear but with confidence to come boldly before your throne of grace in Jesus name amen uh, this morning I uh, have a great uh, title you know our pastor Vic is so good at coming up with titles. I, I usually mention this every time because I just love his titles. And it says that, uh, you know, provoke one another to love and good works, you know? And, and in that particular scripture, it says, when it says provoke one another to love, that word love equates to excitement. And, uh, and our pastor does that. He, he provokes me to excitement. And so uh, I've got to come up with my own, uh, like, being provoked to good works. And so the, the topic of my uh, sermon this morning is download God's app. Everybody has a mobile phone. Everybody have a device with you? Pull it out. It's one of the few times you'll hear that in church. Usually you're told, put it away. Is there anybody here that doesn't have a, a mobile phone? It's amazing. Isn't it amazing? The, the times we live in, the information we have right here. But as I thought of this title, as I thought of this uh, message this morning, uh, I was going through my phone and I was looking at all the apps I had and I was like, uh, a thing came up that said, um, you haven't used this app in six months. You know, would you like to get rid of the apps you haven't been using. You know, your phone has an app to get rid of apps. And uh, so I thought, how appropriate to consider, I have all these apps, but do I download God's app for my life? Which cannot be put on the phone. I can have a Bible app. I've got some good Bible apps. One of my Bible uh, apps that I like is called Blue Letter Bible. How many have Blue Letter Bible? Blue Letter Bible is a good study guide. It's a good, good one. I like it. But uh, have all these apps, but only one app can't be put on your phone. It can only be put on your heart. It can only be put on your heart. It says... Concerning God's word, it says, and write this upon the tablets of my heart. So app stands for anointing, purpose, and principles. 
Those three things are so vital. In any app, uh, you know, when I look at an app to download, I'll just show you a few. I gotta get rid of this joke I'm gonna read you in a minute. And um, I'm gonna go to my apps. I've got uh, uh, a calculator, a calendar, a clock, uh, email, iHeartRadio, oh, iHeart, um, Facebook, Alaska Airlines, and it goes on and on and on. But when I go to the Play Store, how many of you can go to your Play Store? I, I don't know. I, I have an Android. Uh, I think Google is something different. Apple what? Apple Cart? Cart? It's the Apple Cart? Anyway, and you look at an app to download. You can read reviews on them, right? Uh, this one has a lot of ads that goes with it. I, I don't have Solitaire. I've got friends that have Solitaire and different games on there. I would like to do it. But I read the thing. It says, this comes with a lot of ads, a lot of commercials, a lot of this. And I only give it a 4.8 or a 4.2. And I'm like, if it's not 5.0, I'm not interested. <laughs> because it's going to mess me up. You know, something's going to glitch. But anyway, let's take a look at God's app, and let's see if we can, I challenge you to download it in your life. Anointing, purpose, and principles. These three things are very vital to the Christian's way of life, to your Christian walk, to your pursuits. So many Christians have the anointing, and, and, and they are charismatic, and they're anointed, and you're like, wow, man, that guy can preach. You know, that person has such an anointing. And then you find out their life is just a mess. You know, and they, and they do all kinds of stuff to mess things up, and you're, you're like, uh, oh, man, that guy, that pastor, that person, that lady that had that wonderful ministry, you know, is now you know, divorced and run off or whatever. You're disappointed. Or I love this one in particular. We, we put so much emphasis on our politicians. We want a Christian politician. We want one that's going to stand for God. And so we vote them in. <clears throat> and then you go, how come they're not going according to what we thought? Well, perhaps their app didn't have all the things necessary for it to function right. And for us as individuals, it's, it's the same thing. Perhaps our app doesn't have everything functioning together. And for us to function well together, we have to have not only the anointing, which we'll get into just briefly, then the purpose of God. What is the purpose of God? And then the principles to apply so that our lives don't mess up. All right? So we got that? Let's talk about the anointing. In Psalm 23, 5, I don't have that up here, but it says, um, you honor me by anointing my head with oil. In the scripture, anointing often is equated with oil. You know, the oil that ran down Aaron's beard. You're anointed. I, I want to speak in terms of anointing being the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. He's the one that anoints you. 
When you are anointed by God or honored by God, he has given you the ability to have a relationship with him through his Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, it's coming. There we go. Huh. Is that what I put? Let me, let me, let me double check that. Hmm? I don't know whatever it was I said it was apparently wrong. But I like it. Let's just stay there. Uh, cover your mistakes. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Now, I don't know how that fits with this, but it's a great scripture. Let's go to John 1, 1 John. You got it? We found it? And it is God who establishes us um, with you in Christ and has anointed us. All right. What scripture is that? 121? Huh. You know what? That's a good scripture. I really like it. It's God who's anointed us. It's so important to walk in an anointing. It's, it's, it's vital. And to get that anointing, you go to the one that gives it. We, we see the lesson of the, the ten virgins. Five were wise, five were foolish. In that, the, the wise virgins kept their oils current. They kept the, the, the amount they needed active. They didn't go off of last month's oil reserves. They had to keep fresh oil coming in all the time. Well, the way to do that is by spending time in the presence of the Lord and asking Him and asking the Holy Spirit for fresh oil in your life. Fresh oil, fresh anointing. Um, His presence is that oil of anointing, all right? I don't know of any other way to do it than to just stop everything, get alone with him, and say, God, I need fresh anointing in my life. I need fresh oil. I need fresh understanding. I need to uh, have my uh, relationship with you just increase today. But there are different ways to hinder the anointing in your life as well. You know, to, to spoil the oil. Um, I had a, a, a cast iron skillet one time and I used the wrong kind of oil to season it with and it just sat there. And, Boy, I pulled that thing out, and I went to heat it up, and I went, this thing stinks. The oil that I had used had gone rancid. And you know what? I ended up having to throw that pan out. You just could never get rid of that little 
taint to it. It just, it just the, the oil it was anointed with had spoiled and it just kept it fragrance wrong. The fragrance of the oil that you have can be ruined through different things that you, you apply yourself to or allow yourself into. I was thinking of Kelly sharing this morning on the communion and, uh, you know, allowing the enemy to come in and, and distort your view is certainly one of those. The first thing he did listening to Kelly talk about uh, uh, Satan deceiving Eve, he, he kept saying, surely the word of God doesn't see that, say that. Surely this. And I thought, well, that's the first thing the devil does is ruin your identity. Instead of Eve, he's calling her Shirley. <laughs> and she got confused as to who she is. But I think one of the ways to really ruin the anointing in my life, and, and I've seen it in others, is to give yourself over to gossip, assumptions, and a critical spirit. Wow. Those were, will spoil the oil of anointing in your life. Um, I just recently, my wife and I just had a wonderful opportunity to see how our own assumptions work. We have re we recently went on a trip we parked in the parking garage of the um, uh, airport, and, and we parked in the garage because we were only gone for five days, and we, or six days, and we wanted it to be covered, and uh, so we parked there. And uh, we get home. And of our ski racks, and I had this thought before I left, get these ski racks off the car. And I didn't do it because it was cold out. And I went, eh, parking in the garage. So anyway, we get home from that trip, and I look up, and I got a ski rack missing. And I'm looking at it, and I can see a little mark on the railing where it used to sit. And I'm like, somebody stole our ski rack. And our assumptions began to take a hold. Yeah, there's a lot of thieves, especially in Anchorage. And uh, they stole our ski rack. And uh, so I went to my camera, and I backtracked to just before we left, as we we're getting ready to leave, it's on my driveway. Just before we we're getting ready to leave, I got both ski racks on top. And I looked, when I pulled in my driveway six days later, and there's only one ski rack. And I'm like, they only had time to steal one and they got caught, something happened. So I mentioned it to my son who works for the Department of Transportation at the airport. And I tell him and he says, well, what spot were you in? And I just always take a picture of the spot I'm in so that I can remember where to find my car. And uh, so I show him that and he pulls it up on the camera and he sends it to me and it shows me pulling out and leaving, and I got both ski racks. So my ski rack somehow blew off about three in the morning, and I didn't pay attention. And, uh, but my assumption led me to believe 
that overall, most people in Anchorage are thieves. And they will steal your ski rack, even if they only get one. And I told this to Eric and Annie a couple weeks ago, and Annie says, well, you know what? You know how you spell or however, when you assume something. Another assumption that we really can get fall our, uh, into that affects us as believers is assuming we know another person's motives for something. The moment I think I know your motive on something, I'm wrong. And it ruins the oil of anointing. It taints it. It changes it. A critical spirit. I've seen critical spirit take over my life. I've seen it take over other people's lives. I've seen over the years, I'm going to bring up one example. These couple of individuals uh, came to our church. Oh, man, this is the best church. Whoa, the Holy Spirit. Oh, oh, ooh. Woo! Huh. Within six months... What happened to the Holy Spirit here? I don't think the Spirit's here anymore. Well, what happened? We began to notice the little things, kind of like a, a fray on a sweater. You know, and you take it and you just start pulling it. Pretty soon you got a big hole and a ruined sweater. When that happens to you, go to the Lord and say, Fresh oil, Lord. Fresh anointing. Get rid of this critical spirit in me. David prayed, renew a right spirit in me. So anointing is so vital. But without purpose, it doesn't function properly. People can use the anointing for the wrong things. They can use the anointing to get wealthy. They can use the anointing, whoa, what a powerful person, only to find that, you know, they use the preaching of the gospel and the anointing they have to, to just increase their lives tremendously. And God allows it. You've got to have purpose working together with it. Now, what is our purpose? Well, most Christians over the years, when we would talk about the purpose of God, almost all of us would say, it's to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We're wrong. That is our uh, commandment, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. But our purpose is to glorify God in all that we do, in everything we do. It says... Uh, in um, Psalm 19.1, let the heavens declare the glory of God. Let all creation declare the glory of God, and you are a part of that creation. In fact, you're a new creation, made anew in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away, where you brought glory to yourself, to a new creation that brings glory to God. So one of the things that we should always be doing is saying, God... Help me in all that I do to bring glory to you. 
Let my actions be one that glorify your name. In Luke chapter 2, verses 9 and 11 and 13 and 14, we see the, the um, arrival of Christ, the birth of Christ. And we should get an indicator of how important this is to God when the angels all appear and they said, glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. I believe that our purpose is to bring glory to God in all that we do. Everything else falls underneath that. In principles, our principles are the foundations that help keep us uh, building rightly uh, so that we don't build buildings that down the road collapse or fail. Our lives uh, are strong, our faith is strong in our principles. Our principles are our foundational beliefs for building strong faith. Now, in that, uh, I'm going to talk about doctrines and what we believe. I'm not talking about our theology. I'm talking about the doctrines that we grab onto. I believe that there are unchangeable doctrines that we as a Christian should have in our lives. Jesus Christ is the Lord. There is no other. That's unchangeable completely unchangeable, undeniable. You can't get around that. Um, there's salvation through no other. The blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. Unchangeable truths, unchangeable doctrines. But then we also adapt a lot of doctrines that can change over time. Many churches, every church has a certain level of doctrine they like to adapt as their own. It's important to us to have our doctrines set us apart from your doctrines because our doctrines are a little bit more right than your doctrines. And that's why everybody should come to our church. And we get all funny about that. Uh, I'm going to use one in particular. Um, holiness as a doctrine the Bible says, be ye holy as I am holy. That's what the Lord says. Be you holy as I am holy. I'm like, that's an impossible task. But we'll make a doctrine out of it, and we'll be as holy as we can, which is more holy than others. Because we won't play cards. And we won't dance. But we will handle snakes. Sorry, my wife's calling me. She's probably correcting my doctrine. <laughs> well. Um, what's some of your favorite pet doctrines? In the church world, I think one of the great ones is let's, let's have a huge discussion between those that speak in tongues and those that don't. 
There are those that speak in tongues, believe in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Then there are those that not only don't just accept that, they like to make a huge doctrine about preaching against it. I'll name one in particular, because he's a, he's a famous guy. He's a wonderful teacher, anointed teacher, John MacArthur. Anybody hear of John MacArthur? He's got his own Bible. Well, I mean, it's the real Bible, but it's, you know, annotated and all that by uh, John MacArthur. And his big thing is tongues. And he calls tongues gibberish. And glossolalia. And, and it's just like, that's my main... F- and I've seen wonderful friends of mine that received the Holy Spirit, received and utilized the gift of tongues in their life, all of a sudden one day go, oh, tongues is wrong. I've been reading John MacArthur. Now, John MacArthur isn't completely off base, just in maybe this area, and he's made a, a huge doctrine out of this. And I can't get around this. So for those that are still questioning tongues... Um, Paul the Apostle himself said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. Now, if I'm to use this doctrine that's being promoted, then Paul is saying, I thank God I speak gibberish more than the rest of you. I'm sorry, I can't get around that. Now, those of us from the Jesus movement that received the outpouring of the Holy Spirit when we did and, and, and tongues, we're more holy than you that don't. We, we're on the five virgins side with the oil. You know, and we build these doctrines. Was Daniel more holy than David? Was David more holy than Moses? How about Moses? Was he holy? I mean, he was a friend of God. He actually got God to change his mind on your behalf. God's like, I'm going to get rid of it. I'm done. And he appealed to God and changed God's mind. That's holiness. Daniel, that dude was holy. He went through the fire. He went through the lion's den. I mean, he was an amazing dude. David, not so holy. But it's said of him, he was a man after God's own heart. So holiness can be very um, subjective when it comes to us settling on what is holy and what isn't holy. I will make it clear to you today. Only God is holy. And the only way for you to have that same holiness is through letting Christ live in you and impute to you that same holiness. And you still may play cards, and you're not going to be less holy. Maybe in my book you will be, but not in God's. Because I don't play cards, I don't believe in it. I think it's, it's wrong. I think it's a total sin, because I never win. 
My wife beats me at gin all the time. So I've given up on cards. It's out of the devil. Okay, I'm going to address holiness, and I'm going to end with that. Oh, let me see this here. In Micah, chapter 6, verse 8, says this, He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. To do justice. What kind of justice? Not your kind of justice. God's justice. To love kindness. To walk in humility. I believe that's holiness. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.